wait no longer. Greatness has arrived. Welcome to the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players. I am your host, Joseph. It is usually here where we talk about the latest and greatest happenings in the world of PlayStation. I'm your host, Joseph, and alongside me, the greatest co-host, whoever is, whoever will be, Mr. Kyle Stevenson. How are you, sir? I'm I'm very excited to go over the last decade of greatness. That's right, exactly. That is what this episode is about. So usually we cover all the news in PlayStation. No. Today we're closing out a decade. This is the last episode of 2019 as we enter the 2020s. Whew. Oh my god, what 2020. A what a decade. Right? Yeah. The decade of Barbara Walters is upon us and Kyle, <laughs> we have a list of our favorite games of the decade, of the 2010s. Is that what we call it now? Is it just the 10s or 2010s? I guess so. Yeah, no. 2010s, I think. We can't just say the 10s. Yeah, that'd be fucking weird. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't allow it either. So yeah, that's what we're going to be doing. Uh, We're going to talk about our favorite games, the games that impacted us. And then at the end of it all, we're going to wrap it up with a nice little bow by telling you out of all the games that we loved in the 2010s what was our favorite and then going into the future we're going to tell you our top five games for 2020 so with all that said with all that out of the way kyle are you feeling the hype this episode oh i'm so i'm so ready i'm so excited so kyle my good man my main man starting off Mm -hmm. the best games of 2010 And this is just by Google search. You can look at it through the front page. What I'm going to do, how this is going to work, is that I'm going to run you through some of the highlights, a refresher of what came out that year. And then we're going to talk about our favorite games of said year. Because I know there are some games that I was looking up, like, for example, Walking Dead uh, was a game that I was like, oh, wow, it came out this year. I totally forgot. So this is just a great way to get you nice and up to speed with us before we talk about the games that impacted us. So for the best games of 2010, we had Mass Effect 2. We had Red Dead Redemption. We had Fallout New Vegas. Halo Reach. God of War 3 came out in 2010. Holy crap. We had Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, Civilization 5, World of Warcraft Cataclysm. Am I bringing you back here, audience? Remember that? The 2010s. I, I think that's like when Connect came out, right? Wow, well, I, I have no history on the Connect release. I have only back. No, I'm thinking, no, it had to have come out. I've had to, because Dance Central, I think, was a launch game for it. Mm. God, what a time. That makes this sense. Was like, this was like during the motion like control craze, right? PlayStation had the move that went nowhere. Mm-hmm. Xbox had the Connect that looked promising in the beginning, but then ultimately went nowhere. How crazy. How crazy. But Kyle, yeah. out of all the games you played in 2010, mm-hmm. what was the one or the ones that piqued your interest that you loved? All right. So I'm, I'm cheating a little bit here okay. because I didn't get to play this game until the year after Ooh. because it was finally released on PlayStation 3. But okay. it's Mass Effect 2. I adore Mass Effect 2. It's one of my favorite games ever. Just the whole vibe of a suicide mission and the ability to, like, go and do these loyalty missions for your crew to kind of gain their respect and their trust and to kind of really make sure they're on board for this mission. Yeah. It's just super special. That game's awesome. Yeah. Did you start with Mass Effect 1? No, right? No. Mass Effect 2 was my first one, yeah. 
Yeah, same here. Mass Effect 2 was my first one, and the first time ever I had a serious, like, crush on a video game character. Well, who was it? Are you kidding me? Come on. Come on. No, can you, on three, we say it. Ready? Miranda. Okay, all right. You jumped the gun. But yeah, of course, Miranda. <laughs> <laughs> of course it's Miranda. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. Yvonne Shavowski. Oh, my God. Step on my chest. She's gorgeous. Um... And, and you know what? And you know what? Jax as well. She was just mm-hmm. like the, like, mm-hmm. she's like the biker chick. You know what I mean? You're like, okay, there's something about you that I'm very attracted to. I don't know what it is. It's the tattoos. Uh, it is definitely the tattoos yeah. and that she's wearing absolutely nothing. What yes. else was it like about this game for you? Was it like, you're walking in on, on this sequel. Did you understand the plot going forward or did you not even need to? It was just focused on this mission. Um, to me, I don't remember ever like really looking up what the plot of the first one was. I yeah. think, I think when it came to two, they did have a little um, that thing that some games do, where you can pick how choices went from the first game to impact mm-hmm. how this the next game will work for, out for you. Yeah. Um, so they did a really good job of like keeping you up to speed in that way, yeah. making sure you pick from the. Um, What's the words I'm looking for? Uh, like the the cookie cutter esque like choices they like give the you. Like the super beginning. important choices from the yeah. first game. Yeah, um, I I really liked how like the really ballsy decision. Spoilers for Mass Effect Two, um, and we might as listen if after 2015 is the cutoff for spoilers. That that's when we won't spoil stuff. When it gets into like the major yeah. league of this generation, we won't spoil things. Yeah, we're, we're but if it's last gen, you there. had time. You yeah. honest to God had time. This is the first five minutes of this game. So when they were like, we're just going to kill your character off. Like just right off the get go, we're going to kill Commander Shepard. And then you get resurrected by yeah. what is like a terrorist organization. Right. Mm-hmm. Or, mm-hmm. but like there's this weird gray area and Martin Sheen's acting as the elusive man was just, it was always like, I don't know if I'm actually doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm just trying to do the right thing. That was yeah. what was so special about that game was just like there were good people in a morbidly or morally gray situation, you know? Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Do you have any honorable mentions? Oh, for, yeah, uh, for sure. Um, yeah. Shout out to God of War 3 mm-hmm. um, for what I thought was a great ending to Kratos at the time. Um, gorgeous game for its time. Yeah. The set pieces yeah. in 3 are some of the best set pieces in any action game. Um, yeah, I, I'm happy with where we are now with Kratos, mm-hmm. but I was super over the moon, very excited with how that story ended. He fulfilled everything he needed to do. You know, we don't talk about God of War, like the original trilogy, enough on the show. Yeah. Were you big into it? Like, w- oh, did you huge. love the series? Yeah. yeah did you even it. like Kratos? I forget when we were talking oh, about Oh, no. I hated his guts. He was a very <laughs> unlikable dude. But yeah. I I enjoyed the uh, mythology part of the games. I enjoyed okay. how it played. Yeah. Mm. That's what I liked about those games the most. Yeah. For me, my top pick for 2010 is, um, ready for it, guys? Ready for the voice, everyone? Red Dead Redemption. By God, yes, here, listen up here, one and all. Red Dead Redemption came out in 2010. It has been a few years since. And let me tell you something about Red Dead Redemption. Uh, this was the last game my mother ever bought for me. Oh, wow. 
2010 was a weird year for me because I remember right about to graduate high school. Yeah, that's right. Some people just felt really old. I'm looking at you, Adam Leonard. Um, yeah, you mean I, looking at me? That too, Kyle. I was a year ah, out of college already. man. Um, yeah. Uh, Red Dead Redemption, dude. How crazy. God, what an amazing game. What an amazing story. It was. It's kind of like at this time when it comes to storytelling of video games, it was getting there. Like, there was a lot of moments in, in, in the last generation where storytelling is right about to hit a more cinematic feel. And what I mean by that is, like, the stories were getting mature in the sense of, like, we're we're trying to tell you an actual story and not just give you a god complex, mm-hmm. right? Like, there are characters and they, they are multidimensional. They're not just 2D. You know what I mean? They're not just, like, these cookie-cutter bullshit. And uh, Red Dead gave me that. There were so many cast of characters that I absolutely loved. And John Marston is... Again, like we talk about Mass Effect being like this morally gray mm-hmm. situation. And it's like you're a morally kind of bankrupt character, but you're doing the right thing, mm-hmm. but they're screwing you over at the same time. And it's it made you feel bad for the bad guys. And you really wanted to understand how they got to where they were. And so that's why I... I absolutely love Red Dead and how that game ends is so poetic and just so beautiful and it goes with the title so well. It's like, kind of like in a movie where they they say the name of the title and everybody's like ha ha! You know what I mean? Yeah. But it was like a more enlightening experience. So mm-hmm. Red Dead for me and also when I give, give a huge shout out to the multiplayer which is still to me one of the best multiplayer experiences Ever, where they give you the whole open world to just explore, create chaos, become super wanted, and then giving you awesome matches like a team deathmatch or like capture the flag. I think it's called like bounty. Like all these really good little events that you can do that if you wanted to play, to me it was like kind of like the pre uh, games of service where you can do gang hideouts to level up your character, you get cool mounts to show off to your friends mm-hmm. or get different guns and give them like you know gold plated if you get x amount of headshots with it and yeah i put i've put almost at least a thousand hours into that game wow that's a that lot. is a lot of hours dude i've i loved it i absolutely loved it and then yeah my only honorable mention after that is uh mass effect 2 but I also okay. want to give a shout out to yeah. I have a couple more from this year too. I want to Bad out. Company as yeah. well. Bad Company, uh, two, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. What uh, what other were your honorable uh, mentions for twenty? Just really quickly, we don't have to harp yeah. on them too much. But Super Meat Boy, super addicting game. A game called Enslaved Odyssey to the West. That was a game I remember when I worked at GameStop. Like everybody's like, you need to play this. Andy yeah. Circus is in it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a Ninja Theory game. It is yep. my favorite Ninja Theory game. Yep. Um, it is a adaptation of the novel Journey to the West, and it's mm. like this future post-apocalyptic world where your main character is Monkey, played by Andy Serkis, and you have yeah. to escort a, a girl by the name of Trip. And it's re- it's a third-person game. It's got platforming. It's got puzzles. It's just it was something so unique. Mm. Um, the setting and the characters. It was. It took me by surprise. And then the last one for this year. Even though the the first two installments came out before 2010, mm-hmm. I, I can't not give a shout-out to Rock Band 3. 
mm, rock band and so just good. the music rhythm, the rhythm game genre yeah. in general during the last decade has meant so much to me. Yeah. Um, I put like your thousand hours of Red Dead is mine for rock band on the drums. Uh, Absolutely. It's just the perfect party game. It's the perfect game to if you are having a bad day. Especially on the drums, you get on those drums, play some songs, get some anger out. Amazing. It feels real good. And now I have a what real was, drum set was... in my room that I learned yeah. to play because of Rock Band, and I can Re- play along to really? the Rock Band notes. What was your favorite song from Rock Band too? Oh my god, I loved "Danny California." Okay. Um, any Metallica song, like I don't like Metallica. I love oh, metal. Man. I don't like Metallica. Is that crazy to me? Yeah, a little bit. Okay. I mean, there there was rarely a song in any Rock Band game that when it came up, I was like, eh, I don't want to play yeah. it. They were super cool. I think in Rock Band 2, they had All That Remains two weeks on. Hell yeah, Joe. I loved All That Remains. It yep. used to be my favorite band of all time because of Guitar Hero 2. Uh, what, was the, what was their song? Was it Passion? I forget. Mm-hmm. But yeah, two weeks was... Hell- oh, it was six. Six was on uh, Guitar Hero. Yeah, I have so many fond memories. And it sucks that in ne- like those type of games never really came back. Yeah, again, they you know? tried. They tried. They tried. R- rest in peace. Let's get on to 2011. Cool, We're now man. learning that we got to be a little s- smarter with this. <laughs> so 2011, the games that we're going to highlight that came out that year was... Elder Scrolls, Skyrim, ever heard of that one? It's been ported over a million times. Uh, Portal 2, Batman Arkham City, L.A. Noir, uh, Uncharted 3, Dark Souls. Yeah, Dark Souls. It created its own genre. Holy crap. Dead Space 2, The Witcher 2. So many games, mm-hmm. Kyle. So many games. So many games. What was your game of 2011? Of 2011? So this yeah. was a stacked year. It was it's like there's so many of my favorite experiences are have been in this year but out of them all i have to give it to portal 2 i really? have to portal 2 is special i love the first portal game that came, that i got to play on uh, the orange box but then having its game all on its own and portal 2 and the humor in it and just you feel real stupid when you play this game yeah. but the sense of accomplishment I, I can only imagine this is how you feel when you play Bloodborne. When uh-huh. you like, for me in Portal, it's like, man, I I, I can't get out of this freaking room. Yeah. How do I solve this puzzle? And then when you do it, the euphoria that kind of takes over you is so damn. It's a good feeling. Can I can I tell you something about Portal Two? Yeah. I cheated my way to the end. You suck. <laughs> I just did walkthroughs. Everybody who knows me knows I suck at puzzle games. Uh-huh. And I just got so frustrated that I was just like, I'm just going to fucking, I'm oh, just going to yeah, fucking no. do it myself. Portal, yeah, Portal 2 is and then, awesome. Yeah, then when uh, J. Jonah Jameson, what's his name, uh, is part is part of the game. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, like he's, he's one of the narrators as well. The comedy in that game and the writing is just, to me, the thing that highlights what makes For Portal 2. Sure. So good. That was Stephen Merchant, right? Yeah, Stephen Merchant was Wheatley. Yeah. And yeah, dude, so that was such a good pick. Mine uh, for 2011 is Skyrim. It's crazy to me because my honorable mentions is Dead Space 2, mm-hmm. which I think is one of the, if not near perfect sequels of a video game. It's fantastic. Battlefield 3 as well came out this year. It's one of my favorite battles. It's actually my favorite Battlefield. And Uncharted 3, of which I absolutely yeah. loved. Mm-hmm. But Skyrim, and I'm going to tell you here and why. 
that game came out. I was working at GameStop. Uh, my friend Ruben uh, came in, and I had no interest. Like, there was a line out the door for Skyrim. My friend Ruben's like, Joe, you need to pick up this game. This game's going to be crazy. I'm like, yeah, all right, fine. And I bought it, and I had, like, a religious experience mm-hmm. with it where I couldn't put it down. I remember there was a four-month span of time where my friends and I would be in a party chat together in Skyrim, everybody having their own world and telling each other what they were doing That's and, awesome. like, how we were playing. And mm-hmm. it, each way was so unique and different. It was the first time in a video game where it wasn't, this is your cookie cutter, this is your warrior class, this is your rogue class. It was the first time, at least to me, where I was like, you know what? I'm going to be a rogue that has healing abilities. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be an archer, but I'm also going to be getting down in the, in, in the dirty with folks. And just hearing other people's adventures with Skyrim, it was a game where you take a look at the story, it's not that special. It's not that uh-huh. spectacular. It's kind of just average, but it's uh, it's about the journey, not the destination. And yeah, having random fights with bandits that approach you or having random fights with dragons that just like come down mm-hmm. at you. I bought this game on every single platform. Xbox 360, PS3, and PC. Just to play around with it. And I beat it on all three. That's how much I love this game. So... Big shout out to Skyrim, man. Yeah, Skyrim. Big shout out. My favorite thing about Skyrim, and I only played it for a little bit because I got overwhelmed, but I love watching people speed run through Skyrim because that yeah. is impressive. Yeah, very impressive. Most impressive. Yeah. A couple of yeah. my shout outs for, for this year. Arkham City, hands mm-hmm. down, one of the best Batman games, superhero games ever. Do you like it better than uh, Arkham Asylum? I go back and forth. I love yeah. Arkham Asylum for bringing this new boon to superhero games and make it what we love about them today. But I just love the freedom of flying around Gotham and everything. You, you felt like you were in Gotham and things would happen mm-hmm. like as you were flying by. Or, or and terrific story. Down. Fantastic story, yeah. Resistance 3. You know I'm a huge Resistance fan. That's right. This, this is the best one of the trilogy. Go play Resistance if you have access to. Please bring it back. Whatever. I need more of this world. Uh, Uncharted 3. Come on now. Yeah. It's Uncharted. And then Infamous 2. Infamous 2 is great. You have superpowers. That's why I left it out. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Having uh, superpowers in Sucker Punch's version of New Orleans is awesome. The way they tackled having choice in that game is something that makes Infamous kind of special. Whether you can be good coal, evil coal, said yeah, Numeray is awesome. Because it's just like, yeah, we've seen superheroes in New York City. You know what I mean? Even like San Francisco, but like we've never seen it in the South. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And yeah, no. Shout out to Infamous Two. Shout out to that backpack I wanted. Hell yeah! God, what an awesome limited edition. And also, game. shout out to the DLC Festival for uh, for Blood, or yeah. of Blood. Yeah, that's a good one too. Uh, next one on the list is best game of. I'm uh, sorry, our favorite games of 2012. To refresh your memory, Dishonored came out that year. Far Cry Three, Mass Effect Three, The Walking Dead. That's right, Telltales, Hotline Miami, just to name a few. Uh, Kyle, what was your game? It's that little game you just said, Walking Dead, Season 1. That is my game of 2012. Uh, Kyle, same here. I'm not even bullshitting you right now. Same here. So what you were saying about Red Dead, how it opened the doors for you as far as like a narrative in games. Yeah. Yeah. uh, That's what Walking Dead did for me. Um, Playing through that game... And really feeling the weight of each choice 
and seeing it to completion, the story mm-hmm. of Lee and Clem, is one of the most beautiful yet heart wrenching things that I've ever played. I'm yeah. getting emotional just thinking about it. Like that game is so damn special. Yeah. And man, it opened the doors for me for more games like this. Like now, because of this, Telltale is one of one of my favorite uh, studios. And Rip. Yeah. Rip, yes, for sure. And just opening the door to like I what I want from games is story. I want I want a heavy story that I can really dig my teeth into and yeah. that game's so special. Performances, everything. Take the game and do the stuff away. Yeah. It's just it's it's a perfect story in my opinion. It really is. I I felt every every story beat and yep. man. And I'm not a huge Walking so Dead powerful. fan either. Like I yeah. I could whatever about the TV show. That's true. But like and this, this came out in like Walking Dead like fever and this is yeah. it's it shows you how powerful this game is because Everybody, every season of The Walking Dead's like, bring Clementine back. That's how you get me back. Yep. You're like, what? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, for me, the only honorable mention, because 2012 is a bit of a slow year, is uh, XCOM. Loved it. Hell yeah. That's and on Gravity Rush. Gravity Rush. Mm. My man. Nice. Such a great game, man. Yeah. Cat is such a... I love the art style. Like, that comic book manga-esque art style. Oh, good God, it's so beautiful. The cell-shadedness. Mm-hmm. And just having an open-world game on the go for the first time. And I like, to me, it was a true open-world experience. Sure, it's a bit of a hub world, but like, it felt so great to control and use the motion controls in a smart way. Also, shout-out to the Wii U. Oh, ooh, unexpected <laughs> shout-out. Um, uh, a couple of my you honorable stopped. mentions. Um, yeah. XCOM's also on my list. I So good. Uh, that was my first foray into like those strategy type of games and i just loved creating people that i knew in the game and just really caring for them and then when they inevitably die i'm like really heartbroken because it's real hard to keep everyone alive borderlands 2 i'm a huge borderlands fan you know this borderlands 2 is one of the best still fantastic and then far cry 3 one of the best shooters, one of the best first-person open-world shooters of the last decade. how you make like i think what you the two games you just talked about how you make a good villain Oh, like 100%. Handsome Jack is like I don't even know Borderlands that well, mm-hmm. but I know Handsome Jack. Yep. Far Cry Three, you know Voss. You know Voss. Yeah. Holy shit! And that and that blew him up. Like that's the reason why he's on Better Call Saul right now. Amazing. Uh, let's get to 2013. Let's do okay, it. Okay, Kyle. What are ready? Year? Repeat after me. <laughs> you, you want to do a countdown here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Three. Two, one, The Last, Last of, of Us. us. <laughs> <laughs> we could just end it there. Yeah. What an experience. Please, 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 I know you're going to say it. I'm going to cut you off here and just say, go watch Retro uh, retro Replay. replay. Yep. Watch them play the first 20 minutes of The Last of Us. We we don't need to even say any more than just go play this game experience it. This yep. This is, it still holds up to this day. The story, the gameplay still holds up. Mm-hmm. It is a tour de force of video games. I don't think uh, most games could say it's mm-hmm. fantastic. Storytelling mm-hmm. is again we got we got the cinematic feel of like yeah. oh this is a serious universe. This is serious. Like video games are getting serious, and it now. did something that I love about games now. It yeah. didn't rely on just cutscenes to move the story forward. Yeah. The yep. story was happening as you were playing with just Ellie and Joel as they're walking around this world. You're getting really heavy story beats. In that part of the game, it's not—they're yep. not devoting just a cutscene 
and that's where you'll learn every everything to move the plot forward. Yeah. The plot is always moving forward, and you're always getting more and more. You, you see the connection between them grow yeah. throughout the entire game. Every second that passes, including all the other characters that come in in that mm-hmm. story. Uh, whew, perfection. God. Yeah, it really is. Honorable mentions for me is just GTA Five for okay. Lamar and uh, Bioshock. Uh, Infinite. Bioshock Infinite's also one of mine. That is the only Bioshock that I have played and finished. Really? Yeah, I know. It's one of my my great gaming shames. Oh, okay. Well, Kyle, did you not... Now, here's the thing. Do you know what also came out this year? I just looked it up. Oh, yeah. I have a list of other honorable mentions. Oh, okay. Okay, good, good, good. Yeah, just let's laundry list this because we're getting a little long. Uh, Arkham Origins, another great, fantastic Batman story. People need to stop sleeping on that game and play it. Guacamelee. Love the Metro Metrovania style of game from there, from Drinkbox. The reboot of Tomb Raider, yep. awesome. Did never cared about Lara Croft or Tomb Raider before this game, and it's amazing. Resogun, the first game I downloaded on my PS4. Uh, right, this is the we're getting into the next gen. We're yeah. get, we're into the PlayStation Four. I totally forgot that. Yep. Uh, Holy shit! An awesome arcade high score chaser made by Housemark. Uh, yep. Fantastic. And then the last one I want to highlight is. One of my most underappreciated and underrated games, I think, from anybody. Uh, it's Rogue Legacy. Rogue Legacy is so freaking yeah. good. Okay, okay. Anything else other than Rogue That's Legacy? That's all I have that written down for that year for me. Guess what you missed? What I miss? Wolf Among Us. Oh, damn it. I knew I forgot yeah. one. Yeah. Shit. How okay. dare you? All right, let's talk about the shit year. That is 2014. Man, you sucked. <laughs> Man, you were just awful. Yeah. This is a year of empty promises. If I may have a rant for a minute, Go I promise it. I won't take up your time. Uh, Titanfall, supposed to be so great, amazing, and it was good. The community died within a month because why? Because Microsoft had had to have that exclusive, and the Xbox One bombed so bad in the beginning. Remember, they were trying to they were trying to fire sale it sell it at one point. This is the this was the beginning of the talks of I remember it, of Xbox being sold to Toshiba. Of all people, mm-hmm. there was rumors and rumblings of that, and because of Xbox's uh, failure, this game failed because of it. I don't know why you would ever put an exclusivity behind a heavily multiplayer game at launch, but they did it. It didn't work out for it. It would have been it would have been my game of the year if the community actually stuck around. Mm-hmm. Watch Dogs, which was just clearly false advertising, right? It was supposed to, God, it looked nothing like it did on release. And then you had Destiny, which I guess is my game of 2014. All right. Because it's Bungie. I love Bungie. I love the gameplay of it, but it was just enter a room, shoot things in the face. You know? Yeah. That's it. What was your, what was your uh, 2014 game? Um, so, yeah, it was a lot of being let down, uh, but yeah. not fully because I still think there's some pretty great games in this year. Yeah, can I um, cheat and say that my year, my game of 2014 is actually Assassin's Creed Black Flag? Go for it. Yeah, that's because I bought that used thinking, oh, I'm not going to like it. I don't like Assassin's Creed games. Yeah. And to me, it showed the power of next gen more than any of the games I just mentioned. That's fair. The yeah, water sure. is beautiful. Mm-hmm. So beautiful. Mm-hmm. Story is fantastic. Combat holds up as well. And ship combat is insane. Mm-hmm. I need more of it in my life. Yeah. Yeah, skulls, skull and bones. Will that make your most anticipated next year? Who knows? Well, we're about to find out. Um, South Park: Stick of Truth is the one that I would pick oh, out of this list from 2014. Wow, okay. A game that I didn't think I would, that I didn't think would work, 
an RP, yeah. South Park RPG. And lo and behold, Trey and Matt, they figured it out. And uh, I, I, this was Obsidian, I believe. Yep. And so, like, Obsidian knows RPGs, and it worked out perfectly. I love all the yeah. little Easter eggs and stuff. Also, shout out to Shadow of Mordor. I know, like, some people are going to be like, how dare you? But, like, um, Shadow of Mordor, yeah. it's just not my universe, surprisingly enough. A great So I couldn't get mechanic. into it. Great gameplay. Yeah, also, awesome. Wolfenstein New Order. Yeah. If I played that in 2014, I, I would have uh, yeah. jumped on board um, immediately. I want to highlight uh, Infamous Second Son. Yes. Which, which came out this year. It just, I miss Cole. I think that's the only thing. Like, Delson's cool and all. And I think uh, if you no played Cole. Second Son, the best thing that came out of it was Fetch, for sure. They made Fetch happen, dude. Yeah. They said it wouldn't, wouldn't happen. <laughs> uh, and, like, uh, that's the game that really, for me, showcased... Of the PS4 graphics. That yeah. game's gorgeous. Um, Far Cry 4, I want to highlight. It's okay. not as good as 3, but mm-hmm. Troy Troy Baker did a great villain um, yeah. in that one. Uh, in Pagan Men. Um, and then the last one is uh, Costume Quest 2. Yeah. Uh, it's one a smaller game from a... Um, oh, I'm blanking. Uh, Double oh, Fine. Oh, Double Fine, yep. Um, I never played that. I only hear it's about cool. Costume Quest. It's, yeah. re- it's a very cool RPG it's kind of short, but yeah. All right, let's simple. skip all this bullshit. Let's get to 2015. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was so rude. I was like, this will be funny, no, and I just came off like a dick. Uh, the Nothing games of 2015. Nothing, you know, this is just The Witcher 3, you know, just Kojima's last uh, Metal Gear game, Fallout 4, Rocket League, That's it. Game of the Generation, <laughs> Batman came out, Undertale. Sure. Until dawn. So, Kyle, what was the game that defined this year for you? For 2015, huh? It's not a big budget game, although okay. I love some of these games here. Shout out to Arkham Knight. Um, it's Rocket League. Yeah. Rocket League is dope. It's still dope. It's still going strong. Mm-hmm. Um, the game that really hooked, got its hooks to me, and I was playing nonstop. I think... My total playtime in Rocket League, and I haven't touched it in, in a couple of years, but yeah. it's well up into the 80s of hours. It's it's close to really? hitting 100 hours on that. that I suck part. so bad in this game, but oh. watching people play it, I'm just like, I'm wow. not as Yeah, I'm not as good Mind to blown. where I can fly. I, I never <laughs> fly, but I, I just do the, the, the double jump move, and I can hold my own and make yeah. people annoyed at me and, and make some moves. I'll fuck up an NPC all day, oh, but like yeah, when yeah. it comes to real players, I'm just like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> that game's awesome. Rocket what What are your awesome. honorable mentions? Uh, Until Dawn. Okay. And um, Arkham Knight would be the ones. Here's my first honorable mention, which I don't feel like gets enough love, and I get it. The Order 1886. That's I fair. think it needs it needs a it needs a redemption sequel. Because oh, I 100%. do think there, but yeah, uh, God, this game it was, it was flawed, but I I saw where it was going, and I loved the weapons and the combat when it was there, and I feel like if they got a sequel, they could tell more of that a very interesting story, and if it focused on less cinematics and more, let's get to the action. Like the bridge sequence is fantastic; it was extreme, uh, an extreme amount of fun. So, yeah, 20, 2015 Honorable Mention, that and The Witcher 3, which I played uh, last year, actually, got halfway into it, and I couldn't get into it because the combat's just not good, but 
learning the combat and, and just starting fresh, man, that story, those characters. And when I mean characters, I mean everyone, not just Geralt, not just Siri, not just Yennefer, but like everyone, every little character has so much backstory to them, even the side quests. Uh, the world feels the most, not lived in, like died in. Like, cause you're just seeing, you, you'll just walk into what was a war zone and just have that sense of how brutal this world is and how downtrodden the people are. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Um, but of course, listen, all that pales in comparison to what is the greatest game this generation, and that is Bloodborne. What a beautiful piece of art. I say it all the time. I don't need to repeat myself here. I'll talk <laughs> about it more later. It is the thing that got me into Soulsborne games. It is the reason why I experiment with any game now. Because back before, you know, Souls had this thing of it's too hard, it's too hard. And then playing Bloodborne, it's difficult. It'll kick your ass. But it's so rewarding when you overcome. It is such an experience. I recommend it to everyone because it's just so good. And the story is just so Lovecraftian in a different way that you don't you you get sold on something when you see the trailers but the further you get into the game it turns into a horror game easily mm-hmm. and that's what i love about bloodborne so much is the twist doesn't just deliver it the twist is the game so so good perfect level design Oh, love it so much. Let's get into 2016, though. Let's Kyle. do it. Let's do it up. Uh, the games that came out this year, you might know them as Titanfall 2, Overwatch, Dishonored 2, Firewatch, Dark Souls 3, Uncharted, XCOM, Numero Dos, No Man's Sky. Remember when we were promised so many things? <laughs> uh, so many games. We got Street Fighter Five that year. But Kyle, what was the game that defined your 2016 uh uncharted 4 the end of the nathan drake story um yeah i i we're now in territory where we don't want to spoil anything um but what a fitting end to that character and those characters and the what naughty dog had to do to live up to that especially coming off of last of us was no easy task yeah um, and I think they hit the hit a home run with it. Um, Love the addition of Troy Baker's character, and yeah, it's just amazing. Uncharted's awesome. I, yeah. I I miss it. Yeah, I do. I do as well. And it's crazy because like there will be another one the year afterwards. But like, yeah. it yeah, it was it. You can definitely see because this game was in development hell. It was uh, Amy's Amy Hennings for. The longest time, and then she left for that Star mm-hmm. Wars game that went nowhere. And then, yeah, Neil came in, and you definitely see that this is Neil's end of this game. Yeah. And um, it is a more serious tone, and I, I like how they dropped the one sp- slight spoiler. is like, I love how they dropped the nonsense yep. in Uncharted. Yeah. And stuck with some gritty realism to it that uh, I, I really liked. And I know they those are tag words, it. but yeah. They gave hints towards it where I thought maybe it would happen, but when yeah. it doesn't, I was very relieved. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that a lot because when Uncharted gets crazy, it gets a little bit too crazy, and then it becomes a video game where Neil is just like, I want to make some art, yeah, but have it be fun as well. So, fantastic. Uh, any honorable mentions for 2016, sir? Uh, the only one for me 
yeah. um, would be uh, another Telltale game. It's the Batman Telltale game. Fantastic. I forgot it came out this... Yeah, fantastic way of approaching Batman. But we are very spoiled when it comes to Batman and video game as far as stories yeah. go. Um, yeah. And this one, in more ways than the other one, took our preconceived notions of what we thought of some certain characters and mm-hmm. just really flipped it on its head. Yeah. Um, and it was awesome. I still need to play the second season. Same here. Um, but that first one is really, really special. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, for me, my honorable mentions are Uncharted 4 and Doom 2016 mm-hmm. for just being so kick-ass. Yeah. Like, that's all. Like, you need to play this game. Even if you're, like, you're religious or whatever, you know, like, you got strong Catholic, like, you know, childhood upbringing like me, uh, and you're, like, afraid of anything that might be even just a hint demonic. Uh-huh. Um, thank you, Catholicism, for really beating <laughs> hell into my brain. But uh, this is just so kick-ass, from the soundtrack to the weapons to the blood to the guts. It A game is so kick-ass when demons are afraid of you. That's mm-hmm. fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, it's one of those things that, like, yeah, sometimes a great story is amazing, but just sometimes it's just feeling like a badass. That's kind of like the yin and yang of video games. Uh, for me, though, 2016 is the year of Overwatch. Overwatch was my game of the year. Yeah. Let me tell you why Overwatch is my game of the year. Everybody knows I'm a big Blizzard fan. I love Blizzard games. Uh, I've been following Overwatch since it was Project Titan. I say it all the time, and when it came out... I was just so in awe that this company that never made a first-person shooter or even third-person shooter, Rip StarCraft Ghost, made a shooter that was so not just competent and could like stand on its own, but above so many others. And with a balance that was insane. It was about switching characters. It wasn't just like, here's my main character. No, you had your support character that you played when you needed it. You had your attack player when you needed it. Like... This is another game that I've bought on all the platforms I could because I love this game so much. I love Overwatch. Well, I play everything but but uh, the Switch because, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> Hong Kong happened. So, yeah, uh, Overwatch, man. And when it won at the Game Awards, uh, it, it was a moment for me because as much as I loved Uncharted 4, I was going back and forth on it. I was just like, you know what? This is the first game. I think the only game on my list that is actually a multiplayer focus game that that is my game of the year. So take that into perspective. Amazing. Yeah. I love it. It deserved it that year. Everyone was playing that game. Yeah. It was like a cultural moment, I think, for a lot of gamers. Uh let's get into twenty seventeen, shall we? Let's do it. Alright, games that came out this year. I don't know if you know this, but Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Ooh. A little game called that. Mario Adasa, which is an overrated Adasa? Mario game. Uh, we had Near Automatopoeia, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. This is the introduction of Battle Royale 2017. It was like that's what people were talking about Player Unknown's Battlegrounds and Legend of Zelda. Uh, we also had Divinity, Hellblade, Neo, Horizon Zero Dawn. Shout out to Cuphead. I know this is a PlayStation show, but mm-hmm. holy shit, what a beautiful game. Kyle, what was the game, though, that redefined your gaming experience that year? Uh, Horizon. Yeah, but it's Horizon, we should have done three. Wait, wait, let's do it again. All right. Three, two, one. Horizon, Horizon Zero, Zero Dawn. <laughs> How in sync we are, man. It's crazy. Now, uh, like, yeah. The, expecting Gorilla to go from making Killzone game, which is just a dark first-person shooter, 
to this vibrant world of Horizon that is a open world third person action RPG. It just yeah. baffles me that they, it, that that is what happened. Um, and Aloy as a character is amazing. It, yeah. She deserves to be in the uh, pantheon of PlayStation mascots and front and center. Um, Rightfully I'm, so. I am so yeah. excited for the future of Horizon. And hopefully we don't have to wait too much longer uh, before we get to see a glimpse of what's next for Aloy. But yeah. that first game is special. It was my game of the year that year. I think it was very... It, in many facets, it should have won game of the year, uh, in my eyes. That's a hot take if you ever want to hear yeah. a hot take. Well, how dare you have it? Well, it's obviously Legend of Zelda. Remember that story? Remember no. that cast of character? No. Remember those non-dungeons? That were boring and not fun, but the exploration is real good. Remember when your weapons broke all the time and it was super annoying, and you got one that you really liked, but you had to save it all the time because a fucking Lionel would come and you had to fight the fucking Lionel, and he breaks fucking everything. So much fun that game is. It's not flawed whatsoever because we just remember the island where they took away all your favorite things, and then you had to start from scratch again, and then you got off that island just for another fucking heart piece. Yeah, it's a great game. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn is mine as well. <laughs> I'm kidding, Legend of Zelda fans. I'm kidding. But it's not a masterpiece. We need to settle down. Uh, <laughs> Horizon Zero Dawn to me, yes, I get it. It's cookie cutter. I get it. It is a Far Cry game, whatever have you. Um, but I want to echo what you said, Kyle. This is a studio that did first-person games, right? Like, let's, let's take a step back. Let's take all the shade back from Legend of Zelda. That is a team that just focuses on Legend of Zelda all the time, mm-hmm. right? They know what makes a Legend of Zelda game, and they redefine what it meant to be a Zelda game in certain aspects. When it comes, though, down to Horizon Zero Dawn, this is a company that never made an RPG before, and they made one that stood on its feet, and it went toe-to-toe with a company that's been doing RPGs for decades. And yeah, like, it, it is, to me, the Rocky moment of, like, Horizon didn't win Game of the Year that that year, but it showed what it was capable of and what the future of this franchise could be in the future. So I, I'm I'm hoping for a Rocky 2 situation next Horizon. Yeah. You know? Aloy is fantastic. Most of the characters you meet are fantastic. The world is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And the beasts that you fight are insane. Like, so the combat is... So creative. Yeah. The only thing that I don't like in Horizon is actually when you're fighting other humans. Because yeah. it's just boring. Sure. It's, it's it, it then is just like Far Cry arrow combat. But when you're fighting, you know, all these mech monsters, it's, God, it's almost near perfect to me. So yeah. I, I love Horizon mm-hmm. t- so much. And Aloy is a fantastic character that we give shit on her name. And I, I, I really do hate that. Cause then we'll be, but we won't question Link, right? Oh, he links the story together. Oh, he's the link between all these. Kids. Fuck off, guys. Get, get, get a come on. Let, let me let me see it, Joe. What are some other honorable mentions from 2017? <sighs> Thank for you. you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just get so heated with this year because <laughs> like everybody like we get attacked all the time because we say Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah. Because because oh so sorry we get called a Sony pony because I'm not blowing Miyamoto. Um, <laughs> Rest in peace, Awana. Honorable mentions. 
Gravity Rush 2. But I'll forget. Yeah, but you also made the Wii U a lot of so maybe, you know what? Maybe Jesus. I don't appreciate that much. Anyway, <laughs> I'm just saying, it's funny how life works. Gravity Rush 2 uh, is my honorable mention. Persona 5, because I know if I didn't put it here, people would be upset. Uh, and then, uh, But you never played it, so why would you put it in there? I play because again, people will be upset if I don't put it in. Yeah, that's fair. That's what she said. Okay. Uh, and then uh, the real game for the Wii. Uh, I'm sorry, the Nintendo Switch. Splatoon two. Oh, I love that game. Oh man, I love that game. Should be uh, a PlayStation game because it's actually good. You mentioned it before when we talked about yeah. last year's uh, games. Uh, but shout out to Uncharted Lost Legacy. Uh, oh, I is, forgot that. It is definitely probably. I would say probably a top three Uncharted games yeah. in my eyes. Uh, yeah. the Chloe and Nadine Rocket in that game. Um, and that's the DLC for four, by the way. And they, it just, it's oh, really? on its own disc. Yeah. Um, which is insane. Why did you say, oh, really? I know that. <laughs> no, I know. I, I was like, yeah. come on, Joe. Um, and then the last one for this year is Wolfenstein 2, uh, New Ooh. Colossus. Um, I love uh, the New Order, the first one. Yeah. Uh, but this next, the second one. Uh, took the story of BJ against the the Nazis to another level of existence, and it was mm-hmm. in America. It was a new setting. Um, and man, it's good. It's hard. It's very yeah. difficult, uh, but it's a, it's fantastic. It's such a yeah. good game. Also, shout out to the better Mario game, Mario Plus Rabbids. I'm just shooting on the <laughs> Switch. I, I just need to make this clear. I put 80 hours into Breath of the Wild. I am just trolling you guys. Settle down. Um, honestly, this is a year where I actually played the Switch the most. And this is a year where I barely touched my PlayStation. Like, it was Horizon that I played the most out of. Uh, and when it comes to, like, games to mention, a little game called Fortnite came out this year. In a beta. Remember that? Remember when they accidentally flipped the Switch and allowed Xbox players and PlayStation players to play together and now it's just normal? Someone needs to go back through all of our episodes we've done together from this point yeah. and give us the total tally marks of when you brought up Fortnite. Because it's, it's dipped. It hasn't happened very much yeah. lately. It it's been a But minute. during this time frame, it was like maybe six, seven times an episode. Yeah. It was a lot. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. You it's good, you love that game. That game is really good. Yeah, yeah. It's special. But game. like to me, it didn't kick off until 2018. Okay, right? like that's when I really started to play and and, and actually care about it. Um, Kyle, let's get into 2018. Let's do it. All right. We don't even need to talk about the game. They they're always talked about this before we even say the game at on the count of three. Sure. Um, man, is this the best year in in gaming? In this decade, do you think? Because I think so. Tough. Yeah, I think this would edge it out as as far as overall quality for sure. Yeah, yeah. Ready? Three, ready. two, one. God, God of War. War. I was gonna say Marvel Spider Man. I was also going to change it up on you and say Celeste. Uh- <laughs> oh man, what a great, what a great year. Yeah. Looking at it, like. I don't even need to tell you. Red Dead Redemption 2, Monster Hunter, Marvel, uh, Spider-Man, God of War, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Celeste, Forza Horizon 4, Into the Breach, uh, Smash came out this year, Tetris Effect, yeah. Far Cry 5, well, all right, well, that's where things start mm-hmm. getting not so great, mm-hmm. uh, Shadow of the Colossus remake, which was fantastic, Donut County, Detroit Become Human, like, the list goes on of games that were Astrobot, best VR game, forgot to put that in my honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. So many games, Kyle. Yeah. Why is it God of War? 
Like, so going back to the, when we started this list, God of War 3 and that version of, of Kratos was yeah. so unlikable. And yeah. we hated him as a character. All he was about was just, you know, killing everybody. There's no redeeming moments. And then we get to 2018's Kratos and him having to be a father and learning mm. how to be a father while we were playing this game and him having an arc and having to to deal with the with loss uh in in a way we actually see like yes he he had a loss in the ps2 games but here it's just it's living through him every step of his journey and just on a technical side having this game in one take in one shot never cutting away is so damn impressive this is i think like when we look at technical achievements, that is one of the biggest things to come out of a game in the recent memory. I don't, yeah, like, there's never been a game like it, mm-hmm. um, ever. I've never seen a game pull this off. Yeah. I mean, we talk about how hard it is to do it in movies, but think about how to do it in a 40, 30 to 40 hour experience that camera never, how do you trick people into hitting loading screens? And they yeah. do it in such clever unique ways that now we're starting to see in other games like um like jedi fallen order does it Mm -hmm. where you're never technically hitting a loading screen but you're hitting different camera angles and so or different shots so Mm -hmm. like that's the thing that is so unique about god of war that makes it so special that makes it stand above the rest um and i love you dad um shout out to spider-man absolutely Again, this is my superhero game. This is my favorite one because not 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 to say anything about Batman, but mm-hmm. um, he, Spider-Man's my my hero. Yeah. So to see that I get a Batman Spider-Man game, uh, and the level that Insomniac did, yeah, and that ending, the twist, I I never saw any of it coming. Another and, version of a superhero game where they take our what we know about the character and kind of flip it in smart, unique ways. Yep. You know, that's, that was the cool thing. It was, to me, it's kind of like the the reverse of The Last Jedi of like, we're going to take what you love and we're going to screw around with it, but, and you're probably not going to be cool with it, but it's for the artistic intent, where Spider-Man's like, we're going to respect the things you love. We're not going to let the past die. We're going to respect it in cool, unique ways. And um, that Spider-Man suit is my, one of my favorites, if not my favorite Spider-Man suit. Yeah. It was so su- good. It was super cool watching Into the Spider-Verse and seeing it in the background. Yeah. That was so cool. Yeah. Also, shout out to Tetris Effect and Monster yeah. Hunter Worlds. Mm-hmm. Never played a Monster Hunter game. That game got me in, just like so many others. Yeah. Fantastic. And, and Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Yeah. Again, I didn't like Red Dead Redemption 2. It was a real big bummer in my book, but mm-hmm. Assassin's Creed Odyssey, taking taking the genre and take, you know, flipping it. What were, what were your your favorite moments? Uh, the only one that I, I want to touch on um, is Celeste. Um, yeah. The the smallest game I think on both of our lists in terms of developer size and you know just the kind of game, uh, mm-hmm. but taking a difficult platformer and putting in a very um, blind side type of story in it like where i was not expecting to have this kind of deep of a story yeah um really really loved it and i think whenever i have enough money to go get a tattoo i think one of my first tattoos will be from celeste 
um, because that game means a bunch to me for dealing with anxiety and depression and just trying to teach you of how to overcome it and god what a sp- I keep saying this a lot during this decade but it's so special yeah and, and even if you can't get past the the difficulty of the game uh, the mm-hmm. best part about it is they do put in an assist mode to give you an extra boost here and there because I do it, think the, the game is worth you playing for that story. We're about to talk about it in another game, but it's a game that constantly wants you to succeed. Yeah. It's not rooting against you, but at the same time, it's not it's not holding your hand. Yep. It's just telling you that it, they believe in you, and yep. that's a really powerful message. Mm-hmm. Um, fantastic, beautiful game. Yeah. It... Man. Badass yeah. soundtrack too. That music yeah. is great. Uh, let's talk about 2019. Now let's we're doing our do game it. awards. You could vote on what you think is going to be our or the Trophy Rooms Game of the Year. We're not going to give you our, our our game that defined. We're just going to give you our honorable mentions to. So if you want to find out what our top game of 2019 is, go to the next episode and then rate us five stars. Um, so with that, I mean, let's talk about it. Shall we? Yeah. Kyle, what was your highlights this year? First and foremost, did you think this was a weak year for video games? You could just say yay or nay. Um, yeah, I would say overall, yes. Yeah. But I think that comes with, we know, next gen's coming next year. Yeah. I, that's not to say, like, the quality of the games are bad. It's just, I feel like we didn't have that big, like, punch of super high quality games right. coming out at all times. Yeah. There was like the fear of missing out wasn't so much of a fear of missing out. It was yeah. mm-hmm. kind of like all these little micro communities are are enjoying something. Yeah. Um yeah. Uh for for me, shout out to Apex Legends and EA. Cuz we usually dunk on EA uh and we will when we talk about what our some of our uh anticipated games this this year was going to be. But uh, Apex oh, yeah. Legends just shadow dropping that in in February, like a week uh, or, or no, that weekend of the Anthem uh, beta that was kind of like gave us a little bit of optimism before pulling the rug out from under us. Yeah, man, what a fantastic game that I was legitimately addicted to for months yep. and appreciate it greatly. Respawn is on here again with Star Wars Fallen yep. Order. Both of these games are fantastic in their mm-hmm. own right. Mm-hmm. And Respawn it just uh, cannot make a bad game to save their to, to kill themselves, really, not save yeah. their life. But yeah, a uh, big shout out to them. Also, for me, big shout out to Resident Evil 2, which is, is a contender for my game of the year, more yeah. so than I thought it would be. Same. It's really fucking good. Yeah, at control as well. But well, we'll and after after yeah, yeah after years of not knowing exactly what Death Stranding is, and and, re- and really and really just trying to figure it out, to finally getting to play that game, and uh, still don't know what it's about. <laughs> true, yeah, but it's yeah. it is an experience, and it's yeah. one that will I will remember for as long as I live. Um, yeah, on I mean, your deathbed, awesome. you're gonna be like, son. Kyle Jr. BBS Papa. I'll see you on the beach. What? What, Papa? Papa? No! (laughs) Oh, man. He was talking about flying whales, Mama. (laughs) 
Oh man, yeah. Twenty nineteen's been weird for me. I didn't play nearly as much. I'm trying to just yeah. keep it moving. Uh, Good for you. I didn't play as much as I wanted to. Yeah. Uh, but I cannot pass by this moment to just highlight Control. What a stylistic game. One that I love from beginning to end. Shout out to Borderlands Three. I re- I was just gonna say I really enjoyed yeah. my time with Borderlands Three. Uh, played it enough to get the platinum. It is a super fun game. Uh, not quite as up to snuff as two, but I still really, really Ooh. enjoy that game. Okay, yeah. For me, I'm just gonna say, can I just say it? Yeah. My here's here's what I'm going back and forth on when it comes to my game of the year 2019. Okay, yeah. these and I'm telling you, next week's gonna be nuts because I still don't know. Every time I'll be like, I know what it is, and now like I'm whatever. It's between um, three. It's between three of them. I think I know what your three are. Tell me. Tell me. Uh, Death Stranding. Okay. Uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Okay. Control. No. You you must have changed your mind on something then. Exactly. I keep on going back. <laughs> um, it is Control, uh, Death Stranding, and Resident Evil 2. Oh, okay. Interesting. Any one of them could take it. The uh, The last few days, Resident Evil has been climbing up there because of how excited I am for 3 because there is there is a balance. Because I know we have this disagreement of, like, can remakes be Game of the Year? Yeah. Well, I've already experienced it. But there is, there is a certain talent you need to do, you need to muster. It's kind of like the Force Awakens effect of, like, having to make something that is going to respect the fans mm-hmm. of this thing that they love so much and and still surprise them and still be innovative and try to do different things while at the same time trying to grab people that have never experienced in as well. Mm-hmm. And I think that is a different balance than trying to create something new that is never seen before, like Death Stranding or Control or Outer Worlds, where it's uh-huh. like, you you have a different responsibility that I think Resident Evil 2's team hit out of the hit out of the park, and that's why I'm like, I don't know anymore. I really don't. So yeah, that's where my head's at. Though it's been a weird year. That is 2019. Um, I'm just stuck between Resident Evil 2, Control, and Death Stranding for me. All three are just so freaking good to me. And with that, Kyle, before we get into the next portion of the show, you actually have something really special for us. Let's give it a go. I do, yeah. So before we started recording, I tried to go back and list down what our most anticipated were of 2019. I got through most of them because the YouTube video was kind of bugging out. But for example, mine are Bloodstained, which I didn't play, Kingdom Hearts 3, which I laugh about now. Because uh, I did not enjoy my time with it, uh, Man of Medan, which because of you I didn't play because uh, you did not enjoy it. No. Dreams, enjoyed the beta, didn't really go back after that though. Yeah, the one hit for me was Control. Days Gone, I I still need to get back and finish that game, um, especially now that all the patches are out for it. Uh, and the last one for me that I could get to, actually no, there are two because I think we share another one. Uh, Division Two. Um, which I enjoyed. I enjoyed it. It was okay. fun. And Wolfenstein Youngblood, which was another huge miss uh, uh, for for myself. Uh, yeah. For for you, Joe. Yeah. Uh, you had Ghost Giant. So good. Which you liked. That's an honorable mention right there. Mm-hmm. I, I totally forgot that's on me. So, uh, such a good game. You also had Kingdom Hearts 3 as part of your list. 
again, like what I said with Resident Evil, how do you do something that respects the fans? In respect to the fans, it couldn't get new people in there. Yeah. You also had Division 2. You also had Days Gone. Then you had uh, Sekiro. And Shadows Die Twice. You had Resident Evil 2. Mm-hmm. Talk, talk about the number one. Just get it out of the way. Uh, well, you also had Rage 2 oh, God. on your what list. And then that? here's what made me laugh. Oh God! So you sorry. said you said it's Bioware. I trust them to do a good story <laughs> in a game, and Anthem was, I think, pretty high on your list. Oh, uh, what a miss, huh? What a miss! Oh man, listen, we all make mistakes in Anthem. Anthem's Anthem. But with that, those are the games that helped define the 2010s for us. Before we talk about our favorite game in the past decade, I invited some of our friends through the podcasting realm to share their most favorite, most treasured game through the 2010s to start off our guests with Sean Capri from the Xbox Drive. Give it a go. Hey everyone, it's me, Sean Capri from the Xbox Drive. I'm not in my car, but I've got my coffee and I am here to tell you guys about my favorite game on the PlayStation ecosystem for the past decade. And and you know what it is? I bet nobody has ever given a shout out to Severed on the Vita. Shout out to Severed on the Vita, man. That game was great. But seriously, Bloodborne, in my opinion, might be the closest thing to a perfect video game that we've ever got. This game is not supposed to be for me. It's supposed to be too difficult. It's for the people who like Dark Souls and all of those things. And my favorite memory is realizing that that was so far from the truth. This game is exactly what I want. This is a game-ass game, man. I think Joe and I are on the exact same page on this one. Game of the generation, man. Joe and Kyle, thank you so much for letting me just vamp a little bit about one of my favorite games I've played ever, and it happened to come out in this decade. Guys, I hope you had a great 2019, and I know even better things are coming in 2020. And I look forward to cross-playing our podcast well into the future, my friends. Hey, what's going on, everyone? This is Cam from the new Entertainment System podcast. Uh, So for my PlayStation game of the decade, um, I know I typically talk about Persona 4 Golden whenever I go on any show that lets me talk about whatever game is really important to me. But I actually wanted to talk about um, Nier Automata, which I think is probably the best like best game I have ever played, um, especially since it's been out this decade. Uh, But that game is just hugely impressive and important to me um i the the story is very gripping very real it's really a big bummer the music is incredible uh just that is one of those games that that i just kind of think about tear up a little bit Uh, i'm listening to the music constantly i'm just constantly reading more and more about it and i just cannot wait to see what is next for that story in that franchise hey everybody derek here from super deformed games cast and i've got kind of a wild pick for playstation game of the decade you ready for this tokyo jungle I know a lot of people are going to pick big cinematic games, stuff like God of War and The Last of Us and Uncharted 2, but really and honestly, Tokyo Jungle's got kind of a soft spot in my heart. It was very ahead of the curve, and as we've seen the gaming landscape shift into a lot of more of these $20, $30 download titles, and we've seen survival elements get bigger um, in games, uh, I just think that Tokyo Jungle deserves a lot more recognition than it gets for that sort of stuff. Also, it was fun. It was weird. It was quirky. It was very gameplay first. It was Sony kind of willing to be their most experimental. And honestly, I really appreciate that. So that's what I got. Tokyo Jungle. I'd tell you to pick it up, but it's not available on anything that's on shelves right now. So fuck. 
Hello, this is Josh Silverman, the host of Constant Calibering Podcast and co-host of the Catch-All Gaming Podcast, here to tell you that my favorite game on PlayStation for the decade was the PSP exclusive at the time, Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep. Why Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep, you ask? Well, for starters, it's the only time I bought a system in this decade specifically for a Kingdom Hearts game that it actually had a Kingdom Hearts game come out on it. More so, it is the best Kingdom Hearts game, period. It's well put together, it's got a good story, great characters, and it was surprising. If you are a Kingdom Hearts fan, you owe it to yourself to pick up this wonderful prequel to what we knew in the Kingdom Hearts game. It's one of the best examples of lore in the series, and it's well worth checking out. Thank you. Greetings, Trophy Room and Trophy Room listeners. Luke Lore here, the Insipid Ghost, to talk to you about my game of the decade when I think about the PlayStation console. And goodness gracious, there are so many amazing ones to choose from. And my mind leaps from The Witcher 3 to Infamous to Spider-Man. But the truth is, if I think back to some of my best and greatest PlayStation memories of the past year, it's DC Universe Online that provides me so many hours of joy. Hundreds of hours put into that game when the PS4 first launched, jumping online night after night with my buddy Kevin Butler, uh, chatting about video games. He was on his PS3, I was on my PS4, I just moved to a new city, uh, and so I was lonely and missed my friend, and we would log on every single night to be superheroes, to take on different types of villains, to customize our gear, to quest for hours on end, to fly around the city and experience so many different stories. The game evolved. It had cross-play, really cool graphical overhaul onto the PS4, uh, and some amazing cinematics. DC Universe Online stands out as among my favorite, if not my most favorite, PlayStation memories from the past decade. Of course, there are plenty of other games to think of there, but it's that one that spans a special place in my heart. Uh, So my choice is DC Universe Online with The Witcher 3's hundreds of hours as well being a close second. That's it for me. Take care, guys. Thanks for having me on. Hey, Trophy Room. This is Nathan Brandt from the New Entertainment System podcast, and my favorite PlayStation game of the decade is Bloodborne. Uh, The quick reason for why I love it so much is I got out of like a really bad 10-year relationship pretty much right when the PS4 came out, and I bought the PS4 as just kind of like a screw it, I'm going to do me kind of a thing. And I was given a code for Bloodborne by my GameStop manager, and I hated it at first. But over time, since it was kind of the only game I had at the moment, it kind of, in this meditative way, helped me relearn patience, helped me relearn to have faith in my own abilities and stuff like that. And and so everything having to do with Bloodborne, I love aesthetically. And gameplay-wise, uh, and for the emotional reasons that I already listed, that's why it's my favorite PlayStation game of the decade. Hello, Joe and Kyle. I'm here to discuss my favorite PlayStation game and moment of the last decade. And wow, that is a difficult feat. Um, I I consider the PlayStation to be my favorite uh, gaming platform, uh, not just of the last decade, but of my whole gaming career. I love Nintendo, but um, Sony is Sony is a special a special thing for me. Um, my favorite video game franchise is Uncharted. However, my favorite video game in the last decade and gaming moment, it's got to be The Last of Us. Um, whether you consider it to be the PlayStation 3 version or the remastered PS4 version, the uh, the soul of The Last of Us is the same regardless of which platform you're playing it on. 
Um, obviously, as a dad, this game has a lot of special meaning uh, because of the the connotations of parenting and how how you can care for someone in your care and put them above all else, including the um, the better nature of your soul. Joel obviously goes to extreme to to care for Ellie and to protect her, even at the expense of, well, if you've played the game, you know. Uh, but the, the moment that strikes me the most about this game actually comes at the very beginning. The opening of The Last of Us is the most thrilling, gut-punching moment in all of gaming as far as I'm concerned. This game opens with a whisper and accelerates heavily into a scream and a gasp and a bang and ultimately in tears. This game had me crying in the opening 10 minutes and for a new IP, that's extraordinary. Uh, to play the to play the Last of Us without any preconditions, obviously people have gone back to it after hearing how big it was. But I played this game when it was first released, not knowing who Joel was, not knowing the plot or the story or the core of what this game really is. So the fact that this game's opening sequence brought me to tears really speaks to the extraordinary storytelling that they that they have at their disposal at Naughty Dog. Uh, Neil Druckmann has crafted probably one of the most resonant stories in video game history with The Last of Us. And to see the catalyst of Joel's adventure, uh, of his experience, what he goes through and why he goes through it, is something that's going to stay with me forever. Um, the opening sequence of The Last of Us is beautiful art and the game itself is damn near flawless so that is my selection for my best of the decade with the sony playstation i hope you guys enjoyed it i hope you have a great show and thank you for letting me share so i want to thank all of our friends uh for coming and sharing their tales with us for their most impactful games of the decade and so with all that said with all that out of the way kyle what is the game that has impacted you the most over the past 10 years? So just staring at my list yeah. and hearing what you brought to the table here. Yeah. There's just one title that just keeps pushing its way to its the front. Sam. Uh, it's The Last of Us. Yeah. Uh, it, it is hard to not pick that for the last decade because of just everything that game does so well. Yeah. And it's a game that still is ages extremely well. And it's a game where I, when I watch Retro Replay, I just so barely want to stop what I'm doing and just replay it from beginning to end again. Um, yeah, I. what a game. What a game. You love to see it. Love to see uh, it. So I knew you were going to say The Last of Us. And I know what you're And so say. last night I was thinking about it. I've changed what is my favorite game of all time. No, you didn't. I did are you trolling me right now? I'm not trolling. You're not going to pick the game of the generation? I often said, I think my favorite game of all time is God of War. Uh-huh. I think it told a story that is just amazing. Mm-hmm. Technical feat, all that stuff. I think Last of Us, again, holds its own. And if I wanted to be objective, I would say The Last of Us. If you say Splatoon right now, I'm leaving. But I am telling you that to me, the game of the decade is often one I joke about all the time. That is Bloodborne. I'm pretty sure it's my favorite game of all time, guys. That's what I thought you were going to say. 
think about it every day. <laughs> I have a poster back there of Bloodborne that I, like, my parents, my, my anybody walks in, they're like, you, can I throw this out? I'm like, how dare you? Don't even fucking touch it. How dare you? It's the thing that I, I, I every time they announce something, I'm like, give me Bloodborne too. It is one of the only games that I feel like is near perfect to me that I need more of. And I cannot say that about most things. Like, Last of Us is perfect. Don't make another Last of Us. Sure. Ra- you know, Ra- Red Dead Redemption was perfect. Please don't make a second one. They did, and it just didn't live up to my, my, my love. You know, God of War is perfect. I don't need another one. But I need another Bloodborne. There was just something that unlocked this. You know what? I'm not a fan of Soulsborne games, but I'm going to try it. Why? Because Bloodborne was that was that key to opening that love. So let me try out this game. You know, like, for example, I'm not a puzzle guy. I hate puzzle games. Mm-hmm. But because of a game like Bloodborne, I'm able to go, you know what? I'm going to try out Tetris Effect. Because of Bloodborne, I tried out uh, uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses. I'm not a JRPG guy. I'm not a heavy, you know, into into that type of story or that setting. But you know what? This could be it because that was it for Bloodborne for me. So it's be it's because of that game that I am I step out of my comfort zone of of games. And uh and that's why I think Bloodborne is for me my favorite game of just being serious about it of all time because it it got me to think about video games differently and I think that's incredible. It's awesome. You know? Yeah. So with that, Kyle, whew, last but not least, this was a longer show than I thought it was. Real talk. Really? I thought it yeah. would be this long. Oh, really? I thought I'm like, oh, we'd be done in 40 minutes. We're talking about 10 years of games, man. That is true. That is true. This is going to be a nice and long one for people over the break. Um, 2020 has hit us. It is upon us, Kyle. I'm not ready. What list your top five through five till one? Oh, man. Okay. Of games that you're pumped for, that you're most excited for. So five is like you know that that's that's not your most you know fuck. It starts from no, top I down. You. Yeah, okay, you I got, got you. it. Okay, got I'm you. just an idiot. I'm just a big dumb fucking idiot. Here, go for it. <laughs> uh, my number five is gonna be Cyberpunk. Really? And that, that's gonna be my number five. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Why is it like? I mean, it's still really anticipated. It's Why true. is it low on the list? It. I don't know. It's just when I think of my other four that are in there, yeah, those those games speak to me more as of right okay. this very second. Hmm. Uh, Cyberpunk to me is still an unknown, like wow. especially since I st- ha- still haven't really gotten super far into The Witcher Three. Yeah, um, and I know how dense that thing was, so I I know how dense Cyberpunk will be. Yeah, but it's. Like I said, it's still unknown to me. Okay, okay. I, I, so, right. I think it's going to be dope. I'm super excited to play yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But compared to these other ones, it's not. Let me just say, it's a lot higher on my list. That's nuts. Okay, what's your number four? My number four would be um, would be Avengers. Okay. It's not even on my top five, to be honest. That's fair. I'm excited for it, but yeah. All right. I mean, but you, uh, but we you just got did to our, actually play it. That and, like, if you... Listen to my list of the past decade. How many superhero games were in there? I love That's superhero true. games, and having all these iconic characters at the, at my fingertips. Yes, please. Yeah. What's your number three? Uh, number three would be Ghost of Tsushima. Ooh, yeah, man. 
Okay. I was about to do the accent. I backed off nope. hard. Don't Kyle, do <laughs> Ghost of Tsushima, number three. Tell me why. Uh, it's a Sucker Punch game, so and okay. it is going to be the very last PS4 exclusive before we get into the next gen. Um, okay. And the game looks gorgeous. Yeah. Um, that Game Awards trailer really sold me on that game even more than I already was. Yeah. Um, I'm just eagerly awaiting August. Um, yeah. Not that there's not going to be games to play in between now and yeah. then. But or yeah, not goes... August, but sometime in summer. Oh, yeah. yeah. My prediction is August. Yeah, same um, here. Just want to yeah. play it safe. You'll get one person in the comments, you know, seven yeah. months from now going, uh, dummies. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, okay. So we get to your top, your, your top two here. Mm-hmm. Can I try to predict them? Yeah. In what order? Yeah. Uh, exactly. Yeah. So I know it's Final Fantasy VII and Last of Us Part Two. Correct. Uh, I am. So you have a thing about remakes uh-huh. that you can't get too excited about them. But well, it is your not, favorite that's game. That's not what I said. Okay, I'm just assuming. I'm yeah, just yeah, assuming. Yeah. Okay. Um. So I'm assuming, but you love it so much, and Tifa looks mad cute in it, and also Cloud. Let me tell you something. So does Eris. Let me tell you something about Cloud. I could do it. <laughs> oh hell yeah! He's he's oof, what a tall drink of water. Uh He's legal in the game, right? I'm not, he's, like, he's not like these Persona characters where everybody's picking their favorite I'll, girl and they're like 12, right? I'll Fucking let you weirdos. figure that out on your own. Oh, Jesus. Okay, I'm walking on a thin rope here. <laughs> uh, but it's The Last of Us. It's your game of the decade. So I'm going to go Last of Us number two and Final Fantasy. I'm sorry, Last of Us two at number one, Final Fantasy seven at number two. That That is correct. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, Final Fantasy VII uh, Remake is my number two slack. Or it's it's pretty much like 1B to Last of Us 1A. Yeah. Um, I just... I am so excited to see what that iconic RPG looks like. Right. And every single screenshot they share is drop-dead gorgeous. Yeah. Um, I'm just Even curious the, the to, to see yeah. how old I will be until I finish that game. Oh, man. Like, at the end of the remake completion, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then, I don't know course, if you yeah. guys can hear that, but my dog is upset at that choice. <laughs> and then, yeah, Last of Us Part Two. You kidding me? I'm all in. Yeah. I'm. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I will cry my eyes out. I'm pretty Oof. sure it'll be gruesome to play. Um, but I'm here for it. I'm yeah. here for it. Uh, for me, here's my top five, and then you get you get to guess my final two. Okay. Okay. Starting at number five. Uh-huh. Final Fantasy Seven. Sweet. Awesome. I am not a JRPG guy, right? I just talked about that, but <laughs> let's let's be honest. Cloud is cute. Eris cutie. All these people—they're very attractive. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's a game I never played, and it's just like something that people talk so much about. And having the Resident Evil effect on me, where like I've walked into a game that people really love, and it's been very well respected and cared for and i fell in love with that game as well with so many others um that's the reason why final fantasy is on this list it was going to be avengers but i was just saying nah it's i'm i'm feeling more excitement for final uh final fantasy riri so Mm -hmm. that's that uh next is resident i said that like a parrot uh next is resident evil 3 remake because okay. 2 was so great. And again, I really think it's that state of play that's really bumped Resident Evil 2 on the list so much. Mm-hmm. Man, it's so fucking good. Uh, and then, at number 3, 
we have the same number three, Ghost of Tsushima. Oh wow! Okay. Looks so fucking cool. I love I love the color palette they're using. It looks gorgeous. It looks like uh, you know it looks like the Assassin's Creed game we always wanted, which is in Japan, mm-hmm. and we're getting it. So let's go, bro. And so Kyle too, right? We're at two. What so do you think? Here, here's a three before a loop. Okay. I could have sworn Doom Eternal was on your list. Ooh. I could have sworn it was going to be on there. So you got two games. What do you think they are? Well, you already Obviously told me Cyberpunk is on there. Yeah. And it's okay. got to be Last of Us. Right, right. All right so, you got that right. And Which, I, So I they? think because when we talk about games of the decade, yeah. you mentioned how we didn't need a Last of Us Part Two. Right. So I believe that is in your second slot, and Cyberpunk is your most anticipated event yeah. here. Yeah, I, I swallowed that for you, yeah. yeah. Again, I'm excited for Last of Us. Don't, don't think I'm not, because oh. I'm fucking over the moon Every game it. that we have mentioned, I am super hyped to play, and yeah. it's all within the next couple of months, which is making me so nervous. My wallet is <laughs> freaking out. It's just, oh my god. Um, I'm super up for it. Ellie looks amazing. The whole game looks amazing. Uh, I have so many of the collector's editions pre-ordered. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> Just for safety. Hey, Best Buy sometimes is real mean to pre-orders. So I gotta, God, gotta make so sure mean. we get that statue. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but for me, the reason why Cyberpunk is there is it's the anomaly. I don't know what this game is. It's unlike anything I've seen mm-hmm. ever. You know, like it looks like it looks like Fallout with good combat. Like, that's the feeling of the combat I'm getting from. Not that the art style looks like it. Yeah. It just looks... It it's it looks like it's promising something that I haven't gotten from a video game since Skyrim in the terms of build whoever you want, do whatever the fuck you want. Anything can change. It's all your decision. There's never a game over screen. It's all you. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, that, that blows my mind of how crazy this game could be. And... That's what gets me so excited for this game. It's not just the the beautiful graphics and the cyberpunk setting that I don't think we've seen in a very long time, at least in a AAA setting. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's made by a, one of the most talented studios at this moment, which is CD Projekt Red. You know, yeah. they've they too have made really good games. You know, three being their magnum opus so far, and just seeing cyberpunk is just and, and hearing like the out of body experiences. Uh, that that people are getting from it is yeah. is is why it's there. I also have the bomber jacket pre ordered. Real talk. Do you really? Yeah, I did. That's it was awesome. it was my little graduation gift to my. I have the uh, collector's guide uh, pre ordered. They they're making one for Cyberpunk. I I gotta save up for that statue, dude. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> two hundred fifty dollars. Sure. Oh my god, what am I doing? Um, I now have student loans. It's gonna change things. Is there another game next year off the top of your head? That you are also excited for that isn't as big and bombastic as the ones that we shared. We're getting into the next generation of consoles. Yep. And I'm very much you know I did a real weird tisk thing. I'm sorry. Because uh, I, I have a, I have a couple. Console. If you want me to lead off. Yeah, lead off for me. So there was that game Twin Mirror, which is from the Life of Strange uh, makers. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's a really creepy uh, adventure game it looks like yeah. um, but the the main one is a game called 12 minutes it was on the Xbox stage oh right um, it's another adventure game uh, the game takes place in a small apartment and the areas around it requires the player to repeatedly play through events on a 12 minute cycle 
to try to solve a mystery. I just think that's a super cool hook, and it looks mm-hmm. interesting. And having a very short cycle to kind of know of what has happened, what you are predicting has happened, and try to figure out a mystery all in between is a super cool idea, and I'm excited to check that one out. For me, uh, Darksiders Genesis. Mm. I love a good isometric game. Yeah. Thank you, Diablo 3, for that. Um, and which would be technically on my honorable mentions of this decade. I think it came out 2010, but didn't it come out 2011 for consoles? It, that's a game that's also had multiple uh, releases. Diablo 3? Oh, yeah, yeah. I think it... Yeah. Um, and talking about Diablo, if it's coming out in 2019... Well, no, it didn't get a firm release date, so I'm not going to say Diablo 4. And I'm not going to say Overwatch 2, because that 2 didn't get a firm release date. I am going to say... Wait, wait for it. Uh, Warcraft 3 Remastered. Yeah, look at you. Let's go for it, bro. Let's go for it. Oh my god, look Taro Gar. You know what I mean? Victory <laughs> or death. For the Horde. Oh my god, the glorious Savannah, all that jazz. Um, and then, because we're getting into the next generation of consoles, and we, we're pretty much assured that this game's coming, or else I'll riot in the streets. Um, get us a Demon Souls remake, Blue Point. Let's do it. So that's that would be that would be it for me. All right. I think. Yeah. And that's been the games of the decade list and our most anticipated games for 2020. And this is a holiday break. So I want to thank everybody for tuning in, for checking this out. If you like what you heard, please, please, please rate us five stars on iTunes. It really helps grow this big, beautiful family that we call home here at the Trophy Room. And uh, yeah, before we go, Kyle, is there anything you would like to pimp out? Uh, just my personal Twitter, uh, ninja 73 and on PSN. Go friend me there, and uh, happy holidays. Hope you get something good. Enjoy time with friends and family. We love you all. And remember that the spirit of the holidays is about getting what you want. It's not about family. It's If your mom got you an Xbox One for Christmas and you wanted a PlayStation, disown her. Oh, man. You don't need that type of negativity in your life. Walk out on that family. Get, go get, go out there. Uh, you can find me at MrBadBit on Twitter. You can find the show on YouTube at BadBitGames. You can subscribe there where I talk about all things video games. You can follow us on iTunes, uh, Spotify, uh, not SoundCloud, but wherever else you get an RSS feed, you can find us there. So with all that said, with all that out of the way, keep hunting and keep playing PlayStation.